All right, Alex. So, hello. Hey, good to hear your voice. It's nice to hear you. <laughs> um, welcome, everyone. Uh, this is a time that we've set aside to discuss. Uh, each week we have some spiritual topic um, about, you know, some of the big questions of life and some of the the internal and spiritual things that you need to emphasize in your life if you're going to have what I call your best possible life. And this week, the topic is turn it into a prayer. Johanna, I don't remember what was last week. Do you remember the topic last week? I think it was about your conscience and vibe. Ah, okay. Yeah, right. Uh, the uh, Your love compass, that's what I call right. your conscience. And uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton talked about the vibe that we all have programmed into us to, that's sort of a, uh, a truth detector, sort of a moral thing, sort of a choice detector if we'll just be quiet and practice and learn to communicate kind of with that internal vibe that we're supposed to pay attention to. And then this week is turn it into a prayer. And um, just a real brief overview. One of the biggest things in the world for the last 50 years has been anxiety, depression, and even people who would not qualify for anxiety and depression, but people who have negative thoughts and feelings that are keeping them from their best possible life. And for some of them, keeping them nowhere close to their best possible life, okay? And there's a thousand best-selling books, a thousand best-selling programs about how to change negative thoughts into positive. Most of them are use your willpower, all right? I talk more extensively about that in the YouTube teaching, so check that out if you're interested. But 99% of the solution in psychology and self-help has been think positive thoughts instead of negative ones. Use your willpower to think positive thoughts instead of negative ones. And use your willpower to uh, elicit positive emotions and feelings instead of negative. And one of the things I relayed is that for 12 years, Hope read a library of books trying to not be depressed anymore. And usually, somewhere in the course of the current book she was reading, I would hear a thump and hear her yell in an angry way. And I would go in, and she had thrown the book she was reading across the room saying, "Is does this guy think I'm an idiot that I haven't tried to just think positive thoughts instead of negative ones a hundred thousand times? It doesn't work. I can't do it. Okay? And I would say probably 90% of the people I've seen over the years, at least part of their issue is having negative thoughts and, and feelings and emotions that they can't seem to get rid of, okay? Well, I think uh, along with using a trilogy like the, uh, the appropriate energy medicine and prioritizing your life based on living in love in the present moment, besides that or, or in addition to that, um, what I've found works.
works really well for this is to turn it into a prayer, okay? And I would say even if you don't believe in God and don't believe in prayer, turn it into a prayer and just be open. I mean, maybe even say a prayer before you start the whole process and say, okay, I don't believe there's a God. I don't believe uh, there's a spiritual, if that's the truth for you. Just, just whatever you do believe. But I'm going to start turning my thoughts in my negative thoughts and feelings into a prayer. And I am open to whatever might happen as a result of that. All right? Now, if you do, if you do believe in God, then just pray. And, and my example of this is uh, the character Tevia from the movie Fiddler on the Roof, one of my favorite movies. And Tevia uh, would just kind of start talking to God when he got up in the morning and had a running conversation all day. Now, he was alone a lot, pushing, pushing his milk cart from home to home and, and things like that. But even when other people were around in the movie, sometimes he would kind of talk to God. All right, and an ancient manuscript actually says, "Pray without ceasing." And when I was a little kid, I was like, "Well, how in the world can you pray without ceasing? You'd never get anything done." And then I saw Fiddler on the Roof and understood. I'm, I'm just always in sort of a prayerful place where I could think a prayer, I could say a prayer uh, at any time. During the day, even if I'm talking to somebody else sometimes, I'll, I'll have a negative thought or feeling and turn it into a prayer. All right, let me give you a little um, backup for this. Wonderful book called Reinventing Medicine by Larry Dossie, MD. He's a medical doctor. And in that book, and I would encourage you to get it, it's a wonderful book, he cites several double-blind studies that have been done on prayer, and virtually every one of them shows a dramatic impact versus people who were not prayed for. One of them, uh, there were people praying for patients in a hospital, okay? And so they had a group that was not being prayed for, a group that was being prayed for, although the uh, patient never knew they were being prayed for, or, or even might be. They had no idea they were even in this study, okay? Well, the group that was prayed for had better surgery outcomes, um, better emotional scale reports, uh, less complications, less time in the hospital, less relapses after they left the hospital. I mean, every significant measure you could name that was a dramatic difference, and the person did not know they were being prayed for. And I believe part of that is that that mechanism that Albert Einstein discovered in 1935 that, that he and his colleagues called action at a distance is a mechanism that maybe works with prayer to change, literally change for the positive or the negative the physiology of another person that is not even present with you. Or maybe they are. But, uh, and I do believe that's what 
Albert Einstein discovered in 1935, I believe that's part of the reason, at least, why those studies, those double-blind studies, show a dramatic effect when the person didn't even know they were being prayed for, that there is a physics energy system built in that is part of that. And then, of course, I believe the other part is you're plugging into the spiritual. You're, pl you're plugging into the miraculous, and that's where miraculous things happen. And God actually does something, okay? But if I can plug in to the natural or the natural and the spiritual and miraculous, I'm going to choose both every time. I'd be amazed if you wouldn't, okay? So um, what I found is when you're having negative thoughts, emotions, and feelings, never, never let those go let, never let those go by unchallenged or, or never let them go by unchallenged again, okay? Get a piece of paper and start right now today or start in the morning or whatever and just jot down every negative thought, emotion, or feeling that you have, all right? And then turn it into a prayer. And I mean, if you're cussing about something, don't take the cuss words out. No, say it exactly in the same words that you're thinking it. Only turn it in to a prayer and ask for help with this. Ask for healing of this, okay? But go ahead and say exactly word for word what you're thinking and feeling. Okay, now, I acknowledge for probably the first three days, you will think you're going to go insane. I had no idea I had this many negative thoughts, feelings, and emotions. Goodness gracious, I'm really messed up. <laughs> At least that's what most people report back to me. Maybe that won't be the case with you. But anyway... For about three days, it drives you crazy, Then you, then, and you don't have to keep writing them down. Just do that for like one day to see, okay, on kind of a minus 10 to plus 10 scale, where is my negative to positive in my thoughts, feelings, and emotions, just kind of to get a baseline. Then don't, write, don't keep writing them down, but continue turning them into a prayer. After about, oh... Ten days, it seems to become kind of second nature and fairly easy then. And typically at about 40 days, there is a dramatic shift in your negative to positive ratio. All of a sudden you go from negative thoughts, feelings, emotions, maybe, I don't know, 30% of the time, 50% of the time, 80% of the time, to 3% of the time. It's almost like your unconscious mind says, oh, 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 we give up. We know you're going to turn this into a prayer. We give up. We're going to quit sending you negative thoughts and start, spent, and start sending you positive thoughts because that's what typically happens with every single person if they do this and stick with it, okay? Um, and, and you know what? 
there are very few things on planet Earth that can change negative thoughts, emotions, and feelings to the positive. That's why my friend in the FBI said people don't change, period. They may change for six weeks. They may change for six months. That's rare. They may act like they've changed, but people don't change, okay? And that's primarily what he's talking about, those negative thoughts, feelings, and emotions that lead to negative actions, behaviors, physiology, illness and disease, et cetera, all right? But when those change to the positive, it is absolutely without any doubt, without 1% of doubt, life-changing to every single person when that happens. And, and uh, the easiest way I know to describe it is it kind of changes your have-tos into want-tos, okay? Um, wonderful study that was done by um, a group of neurosurgeons. Andrew Newberg, MD, a neurosurgeon, was the leader of the study. And as neurosurgeons, they believe that your neurological and brain and spinal cord system is the most critical that we have, and kind of as it goes, everything else goes. So they're doing a study that took years to do to determine what, are the, what is the most healthy thing for your brain and nervous system, and what is the most harmful thing for your brain and nervous system, okay? And uh, before they started, I think they said that they would have suspected the most healthy thing to be like exercise or eating the right foods, you know, meditation, things like that. The end of the study, and uh, I would encourage you to get this book. It's called How God Changes Your Brain by Dr. Newberg, MD. Their conclusion is that the most healing, healthy thing for the human brain is a belief in God and prayer. Exercise was second. Okay? And I'm saying this because the way I grew up, it was kind of like, well, I guess the only thing left to do now is pray. And I still today hear a lot of people saying that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's my first thing. In fact, people have asked me over the years about the healing codes. Hey, it, it, do you think the healing codes is the best thing there is out there for health and, you know, that sort of thing? And every time I've said no, it, it, it's maybe number 10. One through nine would be prayer. So say exactly the same words, but turn them into a prayer, ask for healing, ask for Forgiveness asks that those uh, negative thoughts and feelings be changed to the positive, that the, that the lies will be changed to you thinking and feeling the truth, etc. And if you can do that, and it'll be hard at first, to about 40 days, it's almost guaranteed to change everything in your life in a very dramatic way where you naturally, easily, with no effort, have positive thoughts, positive feelings, positive chemicals. Okay, that's it for me. Johanna, any questions? 
Okay, let's see. If anyone has any questions or comments that you would like to share regarding what Alex has been um, speaking on today, you can raise your hand by pressing star 2. Star 2 is going to raise your hand, and I will unmute your line so you can uh, connect with Alex and share whatever you like or ask a question. If you're on the web, you can type your question in, and I'll be able to read that for Alex, and he can answer there. So star two is going to raise your hand for any of you that are on the phone. And I don't see any hands up yet, Alex. Let me see. Yeah, it looks like everything's covered. No one has okay. any questions or comments. Okay, well, I would just say, remember, you can send your question in, and we will answer it at this time or give you my, our two cents about it at this time. We would like you to give us your two cents about it as well, and we will share that. Uh, and then you can just listen to it at your convenience after the call is posted. So uh, love you guys. Johanna, love you. Thank you so much. And I'm out of here. Okay. We love you, Alex. Bye-bye.